welcome to episode 146 of Reviews from the Crawl Space. 146, right? Reviews yeah. <laughs> from the Crawl Space. Wow, you just jumped right in there. Yeah. Not a breath or anything. Nope, yes. not even not even screwing around this time. We've got things to Hit do. We've got to move on with our lives. So get it done. Yeah. Get it done. We've been taking some breaks because, you know, with the long weekend. Some and then purposely, just some, some not so purposely. Yeah, it's just the way it's worked out with this episode. Yeah. And, uh,. So, on the show, uh, as you may or may not know, we review three vinyl from an inherited collection. Three at a time, at random. We don't curate them in any way. But what we do curate is our awesome radio station playlist on Spotify. And it is awesome. RFTCS Radio. Do a search. It's there. And now that list has been curated from this collection. We've gone through every single album that we've reviewed and pulled a couple songs off of each. At least two. Yeah, at least two that fit into... The flow of everything. So, yeah. and you can also find us on Instagram. Reviews from the crawl space is one block, and on Twitter at rftcs1. Um, similar but different. Uh, what kind of going on there? We we post uh, our newest episodes to both places, and you can see the album covers and links to those things. But also on Twitter is kind of more more modern stuff other kinds of uh all music related but other kinds of posts not necessarily to what we're doing here with the podcast and you can find links to past episodes all of our past episodes there as well so yeah it's it's all there you need more of us in your life it's there <laughs> you can get us you can get us yes okay oh um that's For the going price of free cracking wise over there is vicky and <laughs> and i am douglas and I'm just going to make sure that we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Cool. So what do you have for us today? All right. Today's episode, 146, as you have aptly mentioned. I did mention that. Uh, the first album up is David Bowie, Pinups. The second album, Peter Schilling, Error in the System. And the third album is a solo album by Paul McCartney called Tug of War. Okay. Some... Interesting, some, interesting yeah, episode. Yeah, it's an interesting one, and it's definitely better than some of the ones lately where... Yeah. You no, know, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting mix, for yeah, sure. Definitely. Okay, <clears throat> get us started. All right, David get, Bowie pinups. Get cracking. This is the... <laughs> Thirth. Thirth? Ah, oh, Thirth album. Uh. The third Bowie album that we've uh, reviewed on the podcast. The first one was Hunky Dory, recorded in 1980. It's on a YouTube episode, episode Ooh, 19. One of our originals. We've also done The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and The Spiders from Mars. We did that. Uh, that was released in 1972. And we also did that on YouTube. So early oh, days. Both a of, long time. Both of the other albums. Wow. Episode 28. Mm. And the link to those, you to the YouTube channel. And if you want to see those two episodes, it's in the header of both our Instagram and Twitter accounts. Yep. So you'll be able to find them easily. Yeah, I haven't digitized them and brought them over to Spotify or anything like no, that. No, we talk about it once in a while, <laughs> but there's quite a few. and Yeah, there was quite a few video ones to start, yeah. Yeah, um, I wasn't sure how they would stack up in the lineup. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary, but the, the links are there. So yeah. Check it yeah. out, whatever. So go, go watch it. Okay, so David Robert Jones, a.k.a. David Bowie, was an English singer, songwriter, and actor. He's regarded as one of the most influential musicians of the 20th century. Bowie, acclaimed by critics and musicians particularly for his innovative work during the 70s. His career was marked by reinvention and visual presentation, 
and his music and stagecraft had a significant impact on popular music. During his lifetime, his record sales estimated at over 100 million made him one of the best-selling musicians of all time in the UK. He was awarded 10 platinum, 11 gold, and 8 silver album certifications, and he released 11 number one albums. In the US, 5 platinum, 9 gold, and he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1966. Nope, how about 1996? <laughs> uh, Rolling Stone named him among the greatest artists in history, and after his death in 2016, the greatest rock star ever. In 2022, Bowie was announced as the best-selling um, artist of the 21st century. The best-selling vinyl artist hmm. okay. of the 21st century, which I'm not surprised. Uh, Pinups is his seventh studio album released in 1973, devised as a stopgap album to appease his record label. It's a covers album featuring songs by British bands from the 60s that were influential to Bowie as a teenager. Yeah, I just want to say too, yeah, it was, you'll probably get to it, but yeah, it was a stopgap in between essentially like career or like his uh, different career. You probably have it all written down. I'm just going to step on your toes, aren't I? That's okay. No, go ahead. <laughs> you're, you're welcome to say what you need to say. No, no, no. You got a, you got your thing there. You go ahead. Uh, some of the bands included a band called Pretty Things, The Who, The Yardbirds, and Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was tension while recording the album following a surprise announcement of his band uh, that the end at the end of the tour that the Spiders were breaking up. The spiders were over. Which it is said was reflected in the tracks. I did not notice that, but okay. I, yeah, which I have to say, which is weird, because I, I did read that, that they were having there were some issues in the studio because, like yeah. I said, it was melted, like it was all everything was breaking down yeah, and yeah. shit. But no, I so don't. So that's the band, the Spiders from Mars. Yeah, 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 and I don't, I don't agree with that. It, like it ref, didn't reflect negatively, anyway. No, on the album I didn't think so at all. No. So Pinups was a commercial success, peaking at number one in the UK. However, it received mainly negative reviews from music critics, with many criticizing that the songs were generally inferior to the originals. Retrospectively, Pinups has continued to receive mixed reactions, with some describing it as an une- as uneven, and while others believe it was a good premise for an album, it was poorly executed. Yeah, well, it falls people can fuck themselves. Fuck, I totally fuck agree. Fuck their own faces. They're so wrong about this album. Yeah, this would be Bowie's final collaboration with Ken Scott, who was co-producer on many of his previous albums. Yeah. So producers, David Bowie, 496 producing credits, along with his own music, Mott the Hoople, Lou Reed, Iggy Pop, mm. Pop Queen, and Brian Eno. Um, he's been on the show a couple of times before. Yeah, no doubt. Mott the Hoople, All the Young Dudes, yeah. and the two Bowie albums that... I mentioned at the top we, of the show, that. as that we previously covered. Gotcha. Hunky Dory, which was Hunky Dory and Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ken Scott, 285 producing credits to his name, who's been on the show before, with Hunky Dory, Ziggy, and he did a Super Tramp album called Crime of the Century. Oh, a little, little known. Yeah. Little known, little a little known album, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kansas, Devo, Jeff Beck, and Level 42, which is one of my favorite bands from back in the day. Crazy. Um, level 42? Yeah, Level yeah, okay. 42, yeah. Uh, track listing on this album. Side A, Rosalind by the band Pretty Things. Here Comes the Night by Them. I Wish You Would, The Yardbirds. See Emily Play, Pink Floyd. 
And when I saw that Sid Barrett wrote this song, mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised because it's been stuck in my head. Yeah. And that's just a Sid Barrett thing. Yeah. Um, I love his writing and... Yeah, and it's one of, one of those things where I... I disagree with the reviews that all all these songs are inferior to the originals because I think this one is just as good as the original. Oh yeah, I, yeah. It's just anyway. So continue. Uh, Everything's all right by the Mojos. I can't explain by the Who. Now here comes the night by them and the Yardbirds. Um, I wish you would. Where did that go? No, it goes. I can't explain, and then side two was. Uh, those two songs were rec- were not recorded oh. for the first time by those acts. But they were popularized, popularized by them. Oh, okay, gotcha. So side two, Friday on My Mind by the Easy Beats, Sorrow, The Mercies, and it's another one of those. Those the big not hit. Not recorded, yeah. It was a so, big hit for, for the uh, Mercies. Yeah, well, enough for Bowie too off this album. Uh, Don't Bring Me Down by Pretty Things, Shapes of Things, The Yardbirds, Anyway, Anyhow, Anywhere, The Who, and Where Have All the Good Times Gone by The Kinks. The runtime on this album, 33 minutes, 42 seconds. For context, this album was sandwiched between the before album, Aladdin Sane, yeah. 1973, and Diamond Dogs, the after album from 1974. So there's a shift we're talking about. It was I, I like, uh, one of the things I like that he did was that it wasn't just, I mean, it was contractual, he got to get it out of the way. Ziggy um, Stardust was breaking down, that shit was over. It was. It just served as a perfect break. And yeah, he was in the process of reinventing himself. Reinventing, and that's again. Yeah. This is what this guy does, and yeah. I think it's a perfect palate cleanser. It's like a bunch of songs that were influential to Bowie, and I think that they have a great little Bowie twist, like a, a Bowie oh. feel to them. This whole album, I, I read those reviews, and the, one of the reviews was like, "Oh, it just shows that Bowie is bankrupt, uh, creative, creative." Oh my God, hold on a second. I'm gonna take some water, which usually doesn't help anyway. <laughs> No, because his bubbly one. Creatively, he was uh, bankrupt. <laughs> and I, I just, like, I have to laugh at these reviews of people shitting on him. It's like, it's a fantastic, it's a fun, light, like, fast-driving album. It's just, like, a, and it's such a nice break. And there's such fucking great drumming on here. I know he's a different drummer. Um, oh, I, yeah, the drumming. Yes, yes, I'm yes. I'm going to go to uh, my notes here. It, a different drummer. I didn't. I don't think I wrote down his name, which I would have. I wish I would have. I think he was in like White Snake. Hold on a sec. I'm gonna read this. Here. Oh yeah. Okay. He's actually he was on the show. The drummer for this was actually on the show before with Frank Zappa's apostrophe, but he's done a bunch of other stuff with like White Snake and um. Oh fuck! It doesn't matter. It was a fantastic drummer, and it was yeah. like it drove this album. I totally agree. With uh, that. I'd never heard this album from start to finish. I know that I've heard some version like these some versions here and there but man i didn't realize that at all and kind of like we've been listening to it non-stop yeah <laughs> sorry, sorry to just jump in there man there's so oh, much no, 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 there's no, no, so no. much to say about this fucking album yeah yeah i totally agree with you personally i loved it yeah it brought me a bunch of songs that i'd never heard before it brought me some bands that oh. i never about wow. some bands that i'd never heard before wow, wow, wow. like the song sorrow i'm not sure i'd ever heard it before loved it yeah, that's um, it's the most played one on the album. This is an album I would put into a collection and listen to start to finish. Yeah. Um, it's not something that I would just pick and choose songs and put them on a playlist. No, no, this is a full this is a full one, yeah. It's, it, it's just like 
Like when people talk about uneven, how is it fucking uneven? Yeah. It just like it flows, it just goes the whole time. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Ah, uh, just some of those. I just there. I guess I just looking to shit on him at the time. What was Ziggy Stardust and Loud Insane not good enough for you, motherfuckers? And he's just like, he's like, oh, I'm gonna do some good song. I'm just gonna do some covers. Things that meant something <laughs> to him. him. Yeah, totally. As yeah. a kid or as a teenager. Yeah. And yeah. And people were just like, you suck, Bowie. <laughs> Well, he he doesn't suck. He's never sucked. No. And yeah, I miss him. Yeah, and yeah, no kidding. And then like, and then to follow it up with the next album, the Diamond Dogs. Oh yeah, that's it's just an okay album, I guess. It's <laughs> <laughs> another five star album. Eat your words, critics. Jesus Christ. Suck it. People just critics. aren't happy with nothing. Oh, I enjoy that. And it's like I said, it's one. I know this has been in the collection forever. I, and because I, I remember the cover of it, and I just had never listened to it. And uh, yeah, it's, it was fantastic. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go through my notes real quick here and see. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the co- I'll do some of the cover stuff now. I usually kind of do it after, but we're talking about the notes and shit. <clears throat> so the cover, if you've ever seen it, it's him and Twiggy. Uh, so the the cover reflects the theme of the swinging London's. Uh, the swinging London, sixties swinging London. Anyway, sorry, I just. Oh yeah, she was big in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, which is why it wow. features sixties, and all these songs are from the sixties because it was kind of like capping off an era of uh, British British rock as well. So that's why they use sixties supermodel a Twiggy. Uh, the photo, <clears throat> the photo, just the cover was taken by. Uh, it was taken. Sorry, sorry. I'm just trying to. My notes like yours are just like because there's so much here, and I have like lines crammed into <laughs> lines. Oh, gotta put this in here. So the photo Summon here. Margin. So the one here taken was actually taken mid photo shoot by her then Twiggy's then boyfriend slash manager uh, Justin. Uh, Twiggy and Bowie had different skin tones as Twiggy had just gone come back from California. So the problem was solved by calling. Uh, we'll get to him. His name is Pierre, and he used makeup masks to balance out the skin tones. So co- uh, Bowie has uh, a dark mask, a makeup mask to reflect her skin tone. And she has a light one to reflect his pale as fuck skin tone. Yeah, yeah, and you can tell she's been in the sun. Yeah, she's, she's dark, like she's been in California. She's toasted. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of right, right away, as soon as they got them together in the in the studio, and they were like, got into the, they were like, oh, uh oh, <laughs> whoopsie. <laughs> so yeah, it's an interesting cover for sure. So it worked out uh, qu- quite well. Uh, Twiggy felt <clears throat> that a was not only the best photo that has ever been taken of her ever in all of her in all of her time. And she was photographed a lot. A lot. Yeah. And she described the effect. She loved the effect. She described it as enigmatic and uh, strange. And so she said she it was like she enjoyed it enjoyed it the most. Oh, so of course we got a spam call during our uh, during our <laughs> podcast. I'm sure they're gonna sell us something wonderful or or it's about that FedEx package. The FedEx you, package that you <laughs> haven't picked up. Mysterious FedEx package. That they package. want ninety nine ninety nine. Okay, go away. Jesus Christ, we think so too. Okay, so. <laughs> no editing. We're keeping it in there. It's raw and unedited, baby. It's how we roll. Yep. <laughs> it certainly is. So another interesting fact about this, this cover. <laughs> raw and unedited. yeah. <laughs> another interesting fact about this cover is actually it was, wasn't even for the album. It was originally supposed to be used for a Vogue cover. But Vogue rejected it, saying that they didn't want a man appearing on the front cover. So oh. Bowie's like, fuck okay. you. Screw, screw Vogue. <laughs> so Bowie's like, just like, this is going to be the cover. And then they did, and Vogue, Vogue was super pissed off. But everybody was like, too bad, you rejected yeah, it. Really? <laughs> so, Snooze, you lose. 
Uh, so the songs, I, I, like I said, we talked about the whole album exactly. See Emily play shape shapes of things to me. Those, but all the songs, but those two songs really keep going over in my head. See Emily, see Emily play is a good is a good one. Um, I'm just going through. There's here. not a bad song on this album. <clears throat> There's no bad songs. No. This sounds fantastic. The mix is excellent. Lots of. Uh, Lots going on there. I, I yeah. There's lots of bass. Like I said, the, it's drum heavy, so it just it drives the whole time. I, I love it. Um, let's see here. And like like I said, there's a cover as album, but it has a little bit of a Bowie flair. There's like a song or two where you can Bowie's voice can't quite hit where it's supposed <laughs> to, and it kind of like gets a little squeaky. But I, I, yeah, like I said, I love it. But that's him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, anything else? No, just yeah, I loved just it, love it and. <laughs> Love it. We miss Bowie. Our, it's it's one of my favorite albums on Spotify. Yeah. Okay. So pinups. David Bowie, RCA catalog A Y L one dash four six five three. Just rolls right off the tongue. Uh, Canada unknown year. This is a reissue, and it is part of the Best Buy series. Uh, condition. The cover is good. No rips or tears. Some fade and wear. Uh, you can't read the spine, but that actually has nothing to do with the wear. That's actually just the color slash design thing. It is just like white text on a light blue background. You can't you can't see it without your eyes bleeding. Huh. Uh, the sleeves plain plastic. Nothing to worry about there. The vinyl. The vinyl is very good. It's clean. Even though I know this got played, but it's in good shape. And uh, the audio I've mentioned already is excellent. Soundstage. All that. All that stuff is good. Design, cover, uh, the cover design and photography by Mick Rock, artwork. Uh, when I say artwork, like particularly the the masks, like the makeup uh, by Pierre Laroche, and photography by just it's Justin, just goes by Justin. Uh, so Mick, Mick Rock, well-known British photog, three hundred and seven visual credits on, on the show before with Martha Hoople's All the Young Dudes, Queen's Sheer Heart Attack, Joan Jett, and the Black Cards. I love rock and roll. So good friend of the show, we'll say. Yes. And Pierre, makeup artist, known for his work with David Bowie, and specifically the makeup and look for Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, interesting. Nine visual credits, uh, Roxy Music, Donna Summer, Hall & Oates, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah. I don't remember <laughs> them including music, makeup in their concerts or album covers. Or... Yeah, exactly. I'm sure they did, though. Uh, Justin... <laughs> Known for his images of Twiggy and Bowie, obviously. Uh, he was also Twiggy's manager and significant other, I believe, at the time. 11 visual credits. Worked with Peter Frampton. Oh, like a Twiggy, like I said that already. Uh, and Clifford T. Ward. No idea who that is. <laughs> no, that's why I picked it. It's just Clifford T. Ward. It, just it sounds sounded, like he should be related to... It sounds to important. The dude who did all the movies. Okay, baby. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's it for me. That's what I got, because we've gone through all my other stuff. Yeah. Uh, Discogs, it gets rated 4.11, 4.11 out of 5, yeah. 18 people. What the hell? Why isn't? Why are more people rating? I know, and I see, I don't know, and I see some of these other ratings for other albums that are just crap, and it's just like, what are you guys doing? Resale value, $12.83, $18.99, and in good condition, thirty-two oh eight. So there we go. Good. Bowie bring, Bowie bring Love. That's a reissue and it's still worth 3208 I love it. I gave it a 5 out of 5. I think it's a must listen. Yeah, it's a, it's a highly recommended must listen, must own. I actually gave it a 4.5. Wow. And the only only reason it was a 4.5 is because it is a covers album. It's not his songs. That's why I gave it 4.5. Wow. 
You are cruel. Yeah, I, I'm with you though. I love this album. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's right there. That's okay. It's going to get a five out of five anyway. Yes. Because <laughs> I can't rate. Because you can't do point I five. I can't do four point no, five. No, I, I know. And, that, and that's yeah. fine. You do you do what you need to do there. I'm not going to disagree with you. No, no, not at all. Okay, so that's it. So uh, Bowie, so, pinups down? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sadly. Sadly, yes. All it did was really making me miss him. Yo, it totally. just made me sad that he was gone. No, I absolutely had the same thing. I was sitting there listening to it, and we're like, oh, I was like, oh, god damn it. Yeah. I miss that guy. Nice. No. Okay. Moving on. Um, album number two, Peter Schilling, Error in the System, who I followed on Instagram, by the way. Oh, thank you. And I think we should tag him when you tag the, uh, yeah. when you put the albums in. Okay, sounds good. So he's a German synth pop musician whose songs often feature science fiction themes like aliens, astronauts, and catastrophes. Error in the System is the first English album, and it was released in 1983. The English version contains the song Major Tom, Coming Home, yep. which reached the top 15 in New Zealand and the U.S., and was a top 50 in the U.K. Because Major Tom, Coming Home, was his one and only entry into the top 40 on the U.S. charts, he is generally considered a one-hit wonder. Yeah, and he does, I mean, overseas, he does kind of have, like, a, another kind of mild hit, but really, I mean, everything after, almost everything after this, and he has quite he a did few albums. Yeah. yeah, he did a lot of stuff. Quite a while after this, it was just rehashes of Major Tom. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be like an album, plus we throw in Major Tom on. <laughs> the producer on this album was Armin Sibol, and I wrote this down because a Croatian guitarist, producer, and songwriter with 35 producing credits, mostly hmm. Peter Schilling, and a band called Rage. Oh, okay. Uh, Peter Schilling also was the producer on here, 32 producing credits, all his own music. Yeah, his, yeah. Yeah. Unsurprising. Track listing, uh, side A, Only Dreams, Lifetime Guarantee, The Noah Plan, Error in the System, side B, Major Tom Coming Home, Major Tom Part 2, Let's Play USA, I have no desire. Silent night, holy night. It actually has German, but I wasn't even going to attempt that stuff. Yeah, that's funny. I was, gonna, I was wondering if you were going to do it. No. Attempt any of it. I in looked German. at it and I thought, okay, the day when I could, the night one probably not. Uh, English runtime is thirty-five minutes forty-two seconds for contacts. Contacts. <coughs> this is his first album, and the after album was called One Twenty Grad, and it was put out in nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's weird that there was a, a, quite a decent, almost two-minute difference between the German version and the English version. Yeah. Uh, we have the English version, but only, Spotify only has the German version. Yeah. And so. I really didn't, we really didn't. Because even though they call this the English version, there are still German-speaking yeah. songs There's on still, it. still parts on there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And it's it's kind of funny. I uh, you almost prefer some of the German versions? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just they sound a little better. Or maybe not sound better, but just it makes more sense. Maybe because that's how it was written in the language. And it just... Uh, uh, so go ahead. I started last time. I just kind of dove into it. So what are you thinking? I like this album a lot. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Way more than I thought I would. Uh, it is another one that I would listen to start to finish. Yeah, I agree with you, the start to finish, yeah. And not just pull things, like Major Tom's gone on to one of my playlists, but yeah. I would listen to this entire album. I really dig, I mean, I'm a big fan of Ramstein, which is, yes. you know, they're a German-speaking band. and a German metal so band, yeah. I, I, I just really liked this album a lot. 
Yeah, just, it's just some classic 80s German synth pop. Yeah. And like you said, he's got a lot of themes. Uh, even I had some that's even today. It's, you know, there's talking about how, you know, the cost of capitalism and environmental damage and shit. Like you said, it's some of that stuff still still today. He talks about sea levels rising and shit like that. Yeah. So, catastrophes. Yeah, catastrophes, like you said. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of interesting that way. And uh, I'm going to say, too, like I said right at the top, very first thing, it was finally, we have a one-hit wonder album with a fucking hit <laughs> on it. The one-hit wonder, <laughs> is pro- it's proper. It's not like the album that came after with no hits on it. This is the hit album. Yeah. So that's that's fantastic. But the whole, like, the whole album is good. Yes. Like, it really is good. The only one I really didn't like was the one, the the USA one. Oh. Because it it was just kind of just so The middle of the second side. The the cheesy. But other than that, yes, uh, Major Tom. So here's a song to check out. Major Tom, one called The Noah Plan, and the title uh, Error in the System, I thought were those three songs. But But I agree with you overall. The album, just press play on it. It's... Yeah. And I have overall a very, an enjoyable album. Yeah. 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 Surprisingly, when we saw it pulled out of this, out of the system, like, Uh-oh. <laughs> out of the album cubby there, it was like, oh, who's first, this guy? First like, oh, who's this guy? Then it's like, oh, does it have that hit? Then it's like, oh, it has a hit. Yeah. Okay. So it's just like the string of, but it turned out to be actually, like you said, a really solid album. Uh, I actually have less written for it. It sounds, sound good and everything. It was pretty Basic. I think Major Tom is probably the most produced song with the most everything else is pretty straightforward synth pop. Yeah, and that one was on the album or on the radio back in the day. Oh, yeah, that I one, remember. People, people, you guys, yeah, are, yeah if yeah. you're listening out there, you would yeah, go listen I really, to you know really, it. really, really enjoyed that song back when it was out. So, yeah, an 80s classic. It was nice to hear the entire album. So, yeah, and I've already mentioned that uh, I kind of prefer some of the, the German version better. Yes. which And I still don't understand how it's almost two minutes longer. Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> listened, we listened to both. And yeah, I, we have, yeah. So, I. Weird. So, Error in the System by Peter Schilling. Catalog, or uh, WEA Records, catalog 2402131. Oh, my printing. Canada, 1983. This is an original pressing. English, and it does have a hole punch. Which is not surprising, I guess. Kind of an, an obscure one, but I'm happy with those. So, some of the hole punches have uh, turned out to be quite good albums that we've enjoyed. Exactly, yeah. Uh, the condition, the cover, uh, other than the whole punch, is very good. Readable spine, minimal wear. Uh, the sleeve is original with printed lyrics and credits. It's in good condition. Oh my god, another spam we have call? another spam call in a second. Enough. Wow, two spam calls. Yeah. Google letting us down here. They must have known we were busy. Yeah. <laughs> so, is everybody wondering out there? No, there's not a bee trapped in my phone. It's uh, just a vibration. Okay, so where are we at here? Uh, the vinyl, very good, clean. It was fine, had no problems at all. Audio, once again, good. Good mix, good sound field. Uh, as always, oh, can you use a touch more bass? That's usually my, my gripe. Is it oh, yeah, a little me more, too. A little more low end to yeah. give it that punch yeah. on the synth. Uh, Art Direction by Bob Deffron. Photography uh, Front by Jazine Petter. And back <laughs> the back photo is by Job. Kroger? Kroger? Oh, whatever. Then it's like, that's like their English names, too. Trying to produce, or go go by the German name was just like, like you said, it's like um, the, the song names. Yeah. There's no way I'm trying to attempt no. them in German. There's no, no, no way. No. <laughs> it's like I just have to look cross-reference back and forth between the, the English copy right here. So, uh, okay, so Bob, an American art director, designer, 
It was the head of Atlantic Records, uh, now runs his own Bob Deferin design. 937 credits on the show with Foreigners Borner, ACDC's Let There Be Rock, Laura Brannigan's Brannigan, Twisted Sisters, Stay Hungry. To name a few, I'm sure there's more. I didn't go through all 900. <laughs> I'm a lazy man. Um, <laughs> they've made it easier to identify, too, when you're scrolling through, looking for the green marks. It's way easier to see that. Yeah, definitely. It's, still a, nice, it's a nice, bright, poppy green. Green. It's bigger, but it still doesn't show all the albums, necessarily, that we uh, we have. Um, Jazine? Jesse, I don't know how to, how to say it, but anyway, uh, German photographer. A German photog and journalist, 11 visual credits, first on the show. Other credits include a band called Taco, a band called Klaus and Klaus, and a band called Lake. Cool. Klaus and Klaus. Klaus and Klaus. You know, the classic Klaus and Klaus. Fuck, those guys are hilarious. I don't know what they are, so I didn't look them up. And Job, a filmmaker, photog with nine visual credits, first on the show. Other credits include a band called 39 Clocks, a band called Dakota, and a band called The Cocoon. I would imagine they're all German or, like, European bands. Yeah. So that's it for me. Okay, so Discogs, it gets rated 3.46 out of 5, with 68 people rating. Peter Schilling. <laughs> Peter Schilling. <laughs> 68 people are rating Peter Schilling, but only 5 are rating David Bowie. Bowie. <laughs> uh, resale value, four ninety nine, eight ninety eight, dollars and fifteen eighty three. I gave this one 3.5 out of 5. Okay, I gave it a three. Okay. I gave it a solid three, yeah. I'm with you. I enjoyed it. I'd listen to it from there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, not too bad. Good start. Yay, Peter Schilling. Okay, so Peter Schilling, down. Uh, last but not least, Paul McCartney, Tug of War. I feel like the last surviving beat. Oh, I think Ringo's still alive. Yes, Ringo's still alive. Okay. Damn him. <laughs> fucking Ringo always fucking stuff up. Okay. Paul McCartney is an English singer, songwriter, musician who gained worldwide fame as co-lead vocalist and co-songwriter and bassist for a little-known band called The Beatles. Yeah. One of these unknown underground bands. He's one of the most successful composers and performers of all time. His songwriting partnership with John Lennon remains one of the most successful in history. After The Beatles disbanded, he debuted as a solo artist in 1970. He soon started a band with his wife, Linda, and a fellow by the name of Denny Lane from the Moody Blues. Oh, okay. And he did that until 1980. Then he struck out, they, they disbanded. Uh, he struck out on his own, and he... Was uh, that band called, like, wasn't it called Wings? Wings, was, was it yeah. Wings? Okay, you mention yeah. that. Yeah, Wings. Okay. Uh, he has written or co-written 32 songs that have topped the Billboard charts. As of 2009, he has record sales of 25.5 million in the U.S. alone. Um, two inductions into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, one with the Beatles and one as a solo artist, an Academy Award, 18 Grammys, an appointment as a member of the Order of the British Empire, and a knighthood, so mm -hmm. Sir Paul. Tug of War is his third solo album released in 1982. It was his first album after the dissolution of the band Wings the previous year. It was also his first album after the murder of his former songwriting partner, John Lennon. Yeah. The album was released to mixed reviews. One critic said it was the masterpiece everyone has always known Paul McCartney could make. Another said it was exquisitely crafted, though lyrically flawed, and he thought the lyrics were often cliched or mawkish. Yeah, hold on a sec. I just want to say 
I agree with that. Yeah, I knew you would. Uh, but it's uh, best, but at its best, it's finely crafted, as finely crafted as his work with the Beatles. It spawned three singles, uh, oh. Ebony and Ivory, a duet with Stevie Wonder, yeah. Take It Away, and Tug of War. Uh, the album was nominated for five Grammys, two American Music Awards, and true two Brit Awards, which he won. Oh, okay. He didn't win any of the other awards. Uh, producer, George Martin. <laughs> 1,023 producing credits to his name. Yeah, he's been on the show lots. He's been on the on the on this the show before with the Beatles' Rubber Soul, the Beatles' The Beatles, the Beatles' Abbey Road, the Beatles' Hey Jude, and an album called uh, No Place to Run by a band called UFO. UFO, yeah. yeah. He also produced a song on the U8, uh, the U, the Roadie song soundtrack. Yeah, well, the Roadie soundtrack was just a compilation, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a compilation, okay. but he did produce a song from oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, he's also done uh, music with America, Neil Sedaka, and Jeff Beck, just to name a few. Just a few. With a thousand, I, I bet you he's probably the highest number of producing credits. Yeah, I think I would think so at this stage. Uh, I was going to say, too, like, one thing we talked about was we both thought Ebony and Ivory was a duet with Michael Jackson. No, I looked it up in the uh, Michael Jackson duet is say 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 oh right I, I bet that that was a time then where paul mccartney was like hey you should buy up music catalogs and then it was it. actually it was, <laughs> such hilarious it movie. was <laughs> he's like you hey michael you should buy some shit and michael goes and buys all the beatles <laughs> yeah yeah i think paul mccartney has that stuff back but i'm not sure Yes, either 100%. he has it back, or like it's, or like Neil, everybody else has just sold all their shit back to the to the yeah. um, company, their yeah. record company. But yeah. no, that still makes me laugh. Whoopsie! <laughs> that was exactly when that conversation happened. <laughs> uh, track listing: Side A, Tug of War, Take It Away. Both of those are released as singles. Mm -hmm. Somebody who cares. What's that you're doing here to here today? Mm -hmm. Side B, Ballroom Dancing. The pound is sinking. Wanderlust. Get It, which he did, uh, it's a bit of a duet with Carl Perkins. Okay. Uh, Be What You See, Dress Me Up as a Robber, and Ebony and Ivory, which was the third single. 41 minutes and 10 seconds for the runtime. For context, uh, the before album was Paul McCartney 2 in 1980, mm -hmm. and the after album was Pipes of Peace in 1983. Um, yeah, go ahead. You're cracking. Um... This album, through the first listen, I was kind of like, meh. But the more, like, we listened to it about four or five times this week, I think. I would say, yeah. And the more we listened to it, the more I you like, enjoyed it. And yeah, you were tapping along. and um, Get it. The, the song with Carl Perkins, the very end of it, there's this little minute space in time where Carl Perkins is just laughing. And it, mm -hmm. it it's just the most awesome thing. <laughs> Dress Me Up as a Robber like some really crazy Spanish guitar in that album mm. or in that song. Yep. And um, ballroom dancing, I thought was a lot of fun. Hmm. But I tend to agree with you. The, I mean, this is Paul McCartney we're talking about here. So how do you trash a Paul McCartney album? It sounds... Not that we're trashing it, but... Uh, well, because it... <laughs> well, it's stacked with big, big heavy hitter guests. Uh, so it feels like just warmed over rehashed Beatles shit. He, he, it's funny. I was talking about how he's able to pull a song like "Get Out" out of the 
or get or back, get back, yeah. get back from the from the ether. Here, it's fucking terrible. He sounds like he's a child writing these lyrics, and like all these songs, a good chunk of them are exactly the same structure and beat wise. He doesn't really go outside of it. He, it, I honestly fucking hated this album. And the more we listen to it, the more I hated it. The more that those forty-one minutes is so long. This last time, it actually gave me a headache listening to this music. That's funny. So it was the opposite for you as yep. it was for me. I, I, I hate the more we listen. At first, I was like, oh, okay. And then, the, like he said, fourth or fifth time, I just wanted to like smash it. I, I have to say, by the time we got to Ebony and Ivory, I was like, we were just finishing up our research, and I was. You know, just about to say, okay, we can turn that one off now. Yeah, it go, it's just too much, and too much of it, to that me, That song is, just got so overplayed. Yeah, oh, it's, it's such a cliche. And it's just everything on here, there's so much, there's so much Beatles. I'm just so tired of hearing he can't, and he, they, a couple times he actually kind of, like, plays, like, lines from from songs. Well, I did kind of, they did that in one of the songs, they kind there's of more did than a one. little... A little playback. We love you, yeah. But it's all. Yeah, the, but that's yeah. even right there. That's the same. A bunch of these songs have the exact same structure as all the other. It's all the same. It's, it sounds the same. Songs, like he writes them. That's the same. So many of them. It's so boring. You're gonna get so boring. Similarities. <laughs> lyrics are shitty. <laughs> I hate this album. I honestly really do. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Uh, you love it, which is cool. I'm glad. I didn't love it. I'm glad that we have a difference. If you fucking loved it, I did so not much. Love it. You have a Neither me nor my perm. Tug of War it. tattoo on your arm. I liked it. <laughs> One of your tits it says Tug of War. <laughs> oh, you're incredible. Um, yeah, you like it. You're going along with it. There's like I like the stuff the song with Stevie Wonder, not Ebony and Ivory, but the other one. Like Stevie Wonder is awesome. So yeah. it really caught. That song was a bit different because yeah, that this... song was no nominated for a best R and B group or duo duet. Yeah, and that one, I, that one's that Grammy. one's not too bad because it's different. It is not in the it's not in the cycle of all the other songs where it's just like Beatles structures. It's it's more R and B, like you said. Yeah. Stevie Wonder sounds fantastic. Yeah. But really, there I just by the second side, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven songs. Yeah. That you just by the fourth song, you're like, please stop. Yeah. I, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, it's definitely not an album I would listen to. Um... We even had a hard time, even though you liked it uh, and gave it favorable reviews, we still couldn't figure out songs to pull off of it for our list. No, no. And I will put Get It on a playlist just for the Carl Perkins laugh at the end. Well, maybe <laughs> that's the one that works to our, our radio station playlist. Maybe. So, because that's, that's the only album we're missing is we couldn't figure out which songs it yeah. was. So. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, Tug of War by Paul McCartney. Columbia Records, TLX 37462. Canada, 1982. This is an original pressing. The condition, the cover, is uh, medium good. There's no rips and tears or, or water damage, but the corners are starting to wear and the cat the cat number catalog number is oh. <laughs> boom you're gonna say the cat chewed on it no the catalog number is, it's not really readable you kind of go with the back i believe um the sleeve it's it's original with lyrics and it's in poor condition it's just it's ripped in a bunch of places and it doesn't doesn't really hold the album in there at all it just kind of slaps around in there the vinyl though it's very good it's clean we it sounded good when we listen to it, um, there's a bit of a different mix than the one that's on Spotify, but this, this sounded, I'm not going to take away anything from that. It was well produced, obviously. Oh yeah, George Martin, yeah. We can do. He can produce stuff in his sleep. Yeah, it's, 
that's the that, that aspect of it's fine. The technical shit's fine. It's not my my gripe with it. So, uh, cover design and coordination by Hypnosis. Ah. <laughs> cover painting by Brian Clark and photography by Linda McCartney. Hypnosis. But again, we have Hypnosis. Boom. Hypnosis rules. Yeah, British art design group known for some of the most iconic album covers in music. They have been on the show with Pink Floyd's A Nice Pair, Amagama, Metal, ELO's ELO2, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, Led Zeppelin's Houses of the Holy, Bad Company's Bad Company, Led Zeppelin's Presence, Alan Parsons' Project iRobot, Wishbone Ash, No Smoke Without Fire, Alan Parsons' Project Pyramid, Eve, UFO's No Place to Run, Blood Zepp's Coda, and Bad Co's Rough Diamonds. I Boom! was going to say, I missed you calling them Bad Co. <laughs> bad Co. <laughs> did you say Bad Company, Bad Company Bad Company, company yeah, I did. Instead of Bad Co. Bad Co. It's supposed to be Bad Co, Bad Co. Yeah, okay, so. Wow, man. Like, I, I just, and there's going to be more, too. Hypnosis, seriously. There's nobody that dominates like them. No. During this era of music. Yeah. And in this collection, it's it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, a bunch of creative people for sure. The next, so I just want to say the next two design groups or people probably still don't equal that many fucking titles. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. And there are some large ones in there. but And, and like I said, and that's just going through, quick, I, I probably could find some other ones if I looked as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's incredible stuff. Uh, Brian, painter, artist, and regular co-lab with uh, Paul and Linda McCartney. He would uh, design sets and dress and stages for the tours, especially on this tour in particular. Uh, nine visual credits, first on the show. Uh, other credits, what, whatever wasn't Paul McCartney, it was the Human League and a band called World Backwards. One album there. And Linda, uh, honestly, I almost wrote down just like how, like, how do you not know who Linda is or what she did or anything like that. But yeah. she's a photog, activist, musician. Uh, yeah, I just, that's like, there's... I, vegan. Vegan. There's so much I could just like, a huge description. Yeah. And actually, mostly just for her non-music stuff. Yeah. Uh, 85 credits. This is the first on the show, which is wild. Uh, other credits include, uh, obviously, uh, Wings, um, John and Yoko, and Level 42. Which level 42. Boom, yeah. and Level 42, back right in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. That's it for me. Okay. I uh, just wanted to add, too, that as prolific as the Beatles were... Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure that I've ever owned a Beatles album. Huh. May have owned a Wings album. Okay. Hey, we got both those in the collection, and shit, even I think I've had a Beatles album. Yeah, no. Hmm. No, never owned a Beatles album. I think I had. I, I like them. I, I have liked them, and they are prolific, but. Yeah. Well, that's weird to me. How could you not have a Beatles album even growing up? Because you, you knew all this stuff. You listened to this stuff. I don't know how you didn't own one. It doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, it played enough on the radio. Okay. That's where I got all my exposure. <laughs> that seems weird to me. Yeah, I can remember road trips where we were like on our way to Florida and stuff. And yeah. Just hearing incessantly over and over and over again the same Beatles songs. Oh, and uh, yeah. So that's... <laughs> the play, playlist is six songs long. Yeah, they were, every, they were everywhere. And they were on the rotation. Yeah. Every 20 minutes. <laughs> okay, so what do you got? Discogs, 3.81 out of 5 with 91 people rating. Resale value, $5.00. $6.99 and $20.80 for good condition. The vinyl's good. I give this one a 3 out of 5. Yeah, and, and that's fine. I gave it a 2. Like I said, technical aspects, sound, all that shit. Stevie Wonder, very good. The rest of it is just, it's so exhausting I to like me. the Peter Schilling album more than I like this one. Yes, I 100% agree with that, yes. I um. So 
go Peter Schilling. Yeah, I agree. That's a, who would have, like you said, who would have thought? You're pulling it out there, and we're like, oh my god. Never heard of this guy. And then all of a sudden, it's like, of. oh, and then it's like, oh, he did Major Tom, and then it's like, oh, great, good, this is finally the album. So yeah, yeah, no, I. <laughs> yeah. So best, the best. We of the were film. the bridesmaid, and not just. Yeah, it was a real. Always the bridesmaid, never the brides. We were, we were the bride instead. Cause of the we bride. just had, yeah, because we just had that. What was it? What album was it that we just had the album oh, after uh, their numerous, numerous. Oh, it was uh, sniffing the tears. But yeah. It, 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 sorry, yeah, you're right. Numerous for sure. Sniffing the but tears the was the newest one. Yeah. So what's the what's the uh, out of the three? What's the best? Oh, Bowie. Bowie, fuck yeah, of course. Yeah, hands down. <laughs> it's not even a question. And this is the first time that I've actually rated as we go along. Oh, Usually cool. I wait till we're just about done. Yeah. And I kind of go from there, but I wrote down my ratings as we, as I did my research. Okay, good. Yeah, and that's something I should start doing. Cause like, even with the Paul McCartney one, I kind of written it down earlier, and then as I we listened to it again, I it's just like, oh, that number's going down, scratch <laughs> down, scratch. scratch down. Well, I I went from a three point five to a three. Um, Especially well after we talked about it. Yeah, no, not only if we talked about it, but then too, it kind of like comparisons. You kind of think about comparisons to what uh, what else is here in the collection or in the in the episode. And it's like, like you said, you're thinking about it, it's like, nope, it's definitely not better than Peter Schilling's album. Well, and it's really hard when you get someone like Paul McCartney, who's this bigger than life mm -hmm. music legend, to kind of put it into perspective. You know, it's oh, it's Paul McCartney, five out of five. Yeah, no. and that's not nope. the way it should be. So. Yeah. All right. My ear hole said Bowie was the best and that Peter Schilling was better. Yeah, totally. Okay, I just, uh, <laughs> I was just trying to wrap it up, but it seems like it doesn't want to work. All right, there we go. Okay, thank you for listening. Um, like you said, doing it raw and unedited. unedited so <laughs> That's us. Okay, uh, see you soon. Well, well, there we go again. <laughs> yeah, You know what? Just got a lot of roll. You talk too long.